Uh, y'all have to excuse me. I got to change the battery because, I mean, y'all might want to hear me, but, I mean, y'all might not hear everybody else, so I got to do this. All right. Hopefully that doesn't go toward my time. I'm just joking. I already talked to them. They said they'd give me some extra minutes, right? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I'll try to. All right. It's just a prayer request. Um, I'll try not to uh, spend too much time on the Nices, but uh, thank you, Bishop. I really do appreciate this opportunity and uh, Brother Moore and, and his wife for investing in me and my wife. And uh, I know. And having patience with me because I know that's probably not always easy. And I like to thank my beautiful bride for always being behind me and and uh, in this point in our lives. So thank you. Um, I'll get right into it because I did have uh, there was some things when Bishop asked me. He uh, let me know I was going to be speaking. I, I had a lot of things that I wanted to speak about, and um, there was one thing in particular that you know I, we had even talked about that I was really. I uh, really wanted to share, and um, but Bishop, the more I I prayed about it, just he, he just didn't let me line it up. It did it just didn't work out, and uh, I have to do what God uh, tells me to do. And um, although this might not feel like the most deep and revelatory message, um, I believe sometimes we shouldn't forget the simplicity of the Word of God. Amen. And um, you know, it, it's a very simple topic. Um, and I'm just going to read a few scriptures. I have quite a, quite a few scriptures, um, so I'm going to try and get right into it so I don't take up too much time. But we do know that this church has direction under Bishop Jackson, and we do know that we've had prophecy spoken over this church. And uh, we have destiny in front of us in this church, and we know that, those of us that have been here a while. And sometimes we... We talk about it sometimes. I know, I know, uh, me and and you know my peers that, that we go out to eat and we talk about it, and we want to see some of the things that our forefathers saw. You know, and we, a popular one is Azusa Street and and other great revivals that we want to see today. And, and and I think I think a fair amount of us that have heard of them want to partake in them as well. And I was thinking about that, and God asked me why, why I wanted to see those things, and I hadn't really. That sounds like a silly question. Like, well, of course I want to see it. But I had never really tried to answer that question in words. Why do I want to see Azusa Street? Why do I want to see a great revival and the thousands baptized and the thousands filled with the Holy Ghost? Why do I want to see that? And that, that kind of struck me for a silly question at first. Um, but as I started to think about it, I realized that there are times where some of us sometimes, and I'm speaking and I'm trying to be transparent here, that there's times where maybe I might lose focus on why. And so I'm just going to talk a little bit about why. And, and uh, I have a title, but it, it doesn't really matter. Um, but I'm going to start off uh, speaking from John 6 and 26. And uh, while you're turning there, I'm going to just preface this just so we have a little bit of context for this scripture. Uh, this scripture is starting after Jesus fed the 5,000. And, and he you know, performed that miracle with the, the fish and the loaves and everybody was filled and it was great. And then he sends the disciples toward Capernaum over the sea. And he says, I'm not going to go with you. 
And he still ends up meeting him in the middle of the sea. And I, I know that's a whole miracle, and I'm paraphrasing a phenomenal piece of scripture here. I, I realize that. But he meets them in the middle of the sea, walking on the water while the winds are blowing, and he goes to Capernaum with them. And the next day, when the multitude woke up, they realized Jesus isn't here. What happened to Jesus? They knew he didn't go with the disciples, so where'd he go? So they all get together, and they cross the sea, too, looking for Jesus. And so they look, they go toward Capernaum, and they find him. They eventually find him, and uh, they get to him, and they say, Jesus, I'm, this is how I you know, read it, but where you been? How'd you even get over here? You know, And he doesn't really tell them. He starts off with this. And Jesus said, answered and said unto them, Most assuredly, I say unto you, you seek me not because you saw the signs or the miracle, but because you ate of the loaves and were filled. So he knew their heart. He knew exactly why they were coming. They weren't coming because they knew who he was and they wanted to follow him. They were following him because he had just satisfied them. And, and, I, and, I, and I'm trying to be transparent here, but there's times where I've been that. There's times where I've come to church because I'm, I'm ready to be filled and not because I've truly grown that relationship with them, but because sometimes I just, I, I need that, that, that meal. I need that need met. And, uh, I'm just trying to be transparent here. This is, this is not something I really wanted to speak about, but again, it was, there was nothing else I could have put together. God led me this direction. So, um, I lost my place now. <laughs> All right, 27. Labor not for the meat which perisheth, but for the meat which endureth unto everlasting life, which, which the Son of Man shall give unto you. For him hath God the Father sealed. That word seal means to stamp, the stamp of approval or to verify. And then he said unto them, or then said they unto him, sorry, what shall we do that we might work the works of God? So all of a sudden, their attitude kind of changed once he said that. And Jesus answered and said unto them, This is the work of God, that ye believe on him whom he hath sent. And I, I kind of got hung up on that. And, and I, we all hear the word believe all the time, but I just was kind of drawn to look into it. And that word believe means to consider truthful, to, be, to consider honest, and to have absolute confidence in. But then I, I noticed one, one part of it in, in that context that it meant. It meant to understand. And I really found that interesting. So if you plug that in there, and it says, this is the work of God, that ye understand and that you have confidence in him who he has sent. You see, I'm, I'm talking tonight about knowing him, truly knowing him and understanding him. And that way we, we can be ready for what God has for us and show you truly how we get to where our forefathers got and to see the things that our forefathers saw. There came some steps before, right? It wasn't just all of a sudden they showed up and healings were happening. No, there, there was a prayer life going on before. There was some seeking going on before. So verse 30. They said, therefore, unto him, what sign showest thou then that we may see and believe thee that what dost thou work? So they're still looking at the flesh. They're saying, well, do a miracle for me so I can know that I can trust you. 
They're still looking at the flesh. You know, sometimes we get so caught up in looking for the things that have happened in the past and to see the great things that we forget and we realize that Jesus Christ is standing in the room with us, begging us to know him, begging us to seek his face. And so they go on to say, and and very foolishly talk, and say, our fathers did eat manna in the desert, as it is written. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. And then Jesus said unto them, verily, verily, I say unto you, Moses gave you not that bread from heaven, but my father giveth you the true bread from heaven. So again, they're, they, they were focused on Moses. They were following Moses and they, they felt like Moses had helped them with that instead of realizing where that manna truly came from. You see, the people that were being fed Manna, they, they knew what was happening. They knew that God was feeding them. But as generations gone, they forgot the process that those people had to go through. And they just remembered, the oh, manna fell from heaven. So I'm, I'm looking for that. They forgot the process that they had to go through, that their forefathers had to go through. For the bread of God is he which cometh down from heaven and giveth life unto the world. And we know who that is. That is Jesus Christ. He is the true bread of life. Then uh, we're going down to verse 34. Then said they unto to him, Lord, evermore, give us this bread. Well, okay, give us the bread. If, if it's so great, give it to us. And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger. And he that believeth on me, remember, he that understands me, he that has confidence in me shall never thirst. But I say unto you that ye have also seen me and believe not. See, remember, we're so caught up in experiencing something that we don't realize that Jesus Christ is looking at us right in the face. He's looking at us right in the face through this word of God. And, and this is his face right here, the, the word of God. The, the Bible that's sitting in front of you, that is his face. And as you seek it, you get to understand him. You get to know him. And so as you seek God face to face, you get access to other parts of him. You get access to his hand. And his hand is his authority. His hand is healing. His hand is, is uh, deliverance and, and provision. You see, all the things that we wanted to see that our forefathers saw, they came from seeking his face. And sometimes we get so focused on seeking his hand, we wanted to see things happening, but we forget we have to seek his face. So there's a lot of scripture here, and if you've never uh, read that chapter, it's, it's full of a lot of, of, of verses that we use quite often. But I'm going to skip down quite a ways, down to six, verse 62. And, and, I, and I'm, I'm not trying to, to skip over a bunch of good stuff, but again, I'm... I am timed here, and it's uh, like he said, it's not easy to, to preach a full message, but this is just a thought I, I thought we should know. And, and during that time, he's talking to the Jews, the same Jews that he was speaking to, and they were kind of astonished that he could say and have the, the guts to say that he is the bread of life. So they were kind of taken back by it, and they, they didn't really truly believe. And 
even through that time, the, the, the disciples, they, they saw him and uh, they were kind of felt like Jesus was being a little hard even. They, they were murmuring amongst themselves. And they, they were thinking, man, like, man, he's being a little hard. And Jesus knew that. And, and he said unto them, and he kind of puts them in their place here. And I, I, I thought this was pretty powerful. And he says, what then if you should see the Son of Man ascend where he was before? He's saying, what if you saw me ascend up to heaven? What would you think? And he goes on to say in verse 63, it is the spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. It's time we recognize who it is that we serve. It's time we recognize and truly know and understand the word of God and to seek his face. You see, the word face literally translates into the word presence. So as we seek to be in his presence, all these things are taken care of. You see, the things that we wanted to see that our forefathers saw happened in his presence. Healings that I might need, my needs, my, my concerns, they're taken care of in his presence. See, it's not about me looking for, for a great action or a, a great something to happen and be a part of it. Because sometimes we, we talked about that and we say, I want to be a part of it because, you know, it's bigger than myself. But no, I don't want to just go there so my need can be met. We have to understand that there is a lost world. We have lost children of God in this world that are waiting to know him. And they can't, they can't fully reach him without us. They can't fully reach him without us understanding who he is and being that hand. We know, and I've already said this, we know this church has prophecy and promise, but our hearts make a difference. Okay? We have promise, we have purpose, and we have prophecy, but the condition of our hearts makes a difference. And we, we've, we've spoken about how the region will be one. Why? Because we want to see him glorified and lifted up. And uh, not because I have a need, like I said, and, or, or be a part of something big or be, because I'm a part of a church with purpose, but because we want to see the kingdom of God expanded. You see, I'm going to use a little bit of an example here that's away from this passage of Scripture. But you see, God had a great plan for King David. He had a great plan for him. But somewhere along the way, he got distracted with his own wants, his own desires, his own will. And when he realized where he was, well, I mean, it took the death of a baby, but he realized where he was, he dug his nose in the ground and he begged for forgiveness. And he didn't just ask for forgiveness, but he realized, he said, Lord, create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit. You see, David realized that all the things that was promised over his life was subject to his heart condition. And so we have to do some inventory in our own hearts to know where is my heart at to be able to see the things that have happened, to be able to see the things that are going to happen. I want to be there, but my heart matters. So some of us have to do the same and say, Lord, forgive me for seeing only my situation and not your will. My situation will be taken care of as long as I'm seeking his face, as long as I'm staying in his presence. 
So I just wanted to hit this last point right here, and let's go to Mark 16 and 17. I feel like I am blowing through. All right. Mark 16 and 17. And it says, these signs will follow those who believe. Remember, believe means understand or have confidence in. In my name, that they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. Next scripture, please. And they will take up serpents and they will drink any, anything deadly and, and by no means hurt them. And they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Remember those things that our forefathers saw? Those, those healings and those, those things that, that, see, that happened because they believed. They ha- that happened because they sought his face. That, ha- that happened because they, he, they understood his face and they understood who God was in a personal level. So I just want to end with this, and I, I know I'm, I'm pretty close to my time. But know him. Stay in his presence. Seek his face. And he'll give you his hand. Thank you.